Ben, why, when I texted you last week, I was asking when we record in the pod, and you said, I can't this week. Right. I was a bit rude. Go on, I want a proper reason as to why there was no Articu Film pod what? last week. Okay, let's do the proper reason here. Okay, so you were on holiday or seeing your family or something up until Wednesday, and yeah. then I had results day on Thursday, and... Yeah. If you live in the UK, you know exactly how tits up that went. So, uh, <laughs> so um, let's just say I was kind of swept up with all of my actual life. But uh, I'm very how happy. How did to... you do? If if you want to talk about it uh, on air, how did you do? Oh no, I did fine. I got in. It's got I did in. really well. Do you want to so... tell the lovely listeners what course you're doing? Because I feel like it's actually going to make people think. Oh, he is really serious. Yeah, it's about gonna, it's gonna make us sound slightly more qualified. Yeah, I'm going to go and study film at Southampton next year. Slightly worried I'm giving a few too many personal information details here, uh-huh. but <laughs> No, and then you're honestly gonna absolutely smash it. Best of luck. I am made up for you. I think that is a okay, I'll let you off. That's a valid enough reason as to why yeah. there was no pod last week. Anyway, welcome to this week's Articu Film Podcast. He's Ben, I'm Jacob, and we have got a cracking pod lined up for you today. Coming up, we are going to be reviewing Boy State, which is an Apple TV movie. Ted Lasso, I hope I've said that right, Ben. That is correct, Ted Lasso. Oh, get in. Ted Lasso, which is an Apple TV Plus comedy. Uh, Binge of the week is back. I've got one of the best binges ever, I think, Ben. I think that's one of our best. It is. Well, it's mine, not yours. I literally thought of it just now. Um, Also, Project Power, a Netflix movie. We are going to be reviewing that, as well as Crime and Punishment to Catch a Sex Offender, which is a channel documentary series. All that and probably some off-topic discussion coming up on today's Articu Film Podcast. Should Mm. we get on with the news, Ben? Yeah, let's start with the news. So, Ben, before we go, before we go, have you got your water? I have got my water. So there's no leaving halfway through? No leaving halfway through. Oh, I haven't got mine. I'll just leave you to do the whole pod. I'm joking. Let's go on with the news. Up first. Oh, am I going? Uh, Jared Leto. <laughs> You're going. All right. I thought you were going now. Jared Leto is going to star in the third uh, film in the Tron series called Tron Ares. I mean, this has been a film that lots of fans have been asking for ever since Tron Legacy came out in 2010. And obviously the original Tron from the 1980s. And rather excitingly, Oscar nominee Gareth Davis is helming it. He's the guy who did Lion a few years ago and the slightly less successful Mary Magdalene. I mean, jury's still out. Jared Leto can be good. Gareth Davis can be good. The Tron franchise can be good. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Disney. I mean, it's Disney. Mm. We're not huge Disney fans, but I hope genuinely this goes well for them because they've got some big names in there. Uh, in other news this week, then, Elizabeth Moss and Blumhouse reunite for Mrs. March. Now, this is huge news, this, isn't it, Ben? Yeah, so um, I love Elizabeth Moss, if you've seen her. You in... love everyone, Ben. You literally never talk badly about any actor or actress. Yeah, I know, but I genuinely love Elizabeth Moss. She's great, you? if you've seen The Handmaid's Tale. And she obviously led The Invisible Man earlier this year for Blumhouse. She's also got amazing horror skills from... The Handmaid's Tale, and she was in Us last year, so which was also Bloomhouse. So I'm excited to see what this great collab can do this time around. That's very exciting, mm. Ben. And you can do the honours, and I, I'm, I'm telling you, you can do it so we don't have one of them awkward silences again where you go, oh, am I going? Like we had about two minutes ago. Ben, what's our final news story this week? Um, 
So my namesake, Ben Affleck, is uh, returning. He's got his first film as a director in a while. And it's a kind of tell-all about the Chinatown and the making behind it. I mean, Ben Affleck, he won Oscars for Argo about eight years ago. Chinatown was a very interesting production. It's 70s period pieces. I hope they delve into a bit of Roman Polanski's backstory because uh, he's a very interesting personality and we're not going to... Okay, I'm not going to go too deep into any of that stuff. I'll wait till I've watched the film and the inevitable conversations that happen. So, yeah, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, so they are all... There's some really exciting news stories we've got mm. this week. Um, I keep, you know, when I was listening listening back, when I introduced the news, yeah. I keep hearing nudes. I keep <laughs> thinking I'm saying, and on with the nudes. Oh, that's a great nude story. It's news. I, I'm, if anyone else heard that, I mean nudes. I don't know why, but I just kept hearing nudes. But that, it's, it's news. That would be. Did br- you pick up on that, Ben? No, I haven't picked up on it. But it would just be <laughs> brilliant if we had a section in this podcast where we're just talking about all nudes. No, you don't. Don't go listen back to the previous pods because now I've said it, you won't be able to unhear it. I, not even joking. I just kept hearing nudes. If you listening heard nudes, sorry if I offended you. Yeah, I mean, I probably shouldn't have, unless you're five. Yeah. Did you get one of the reviews, Ben? Or 13. A... Yeah, so, um, Boys State, um, this could go on a bit, because I genuinely loved this documentary. I mean, a bit of a spoiler here, this might be, this will probably be at the top of my end of year list. It is... That is a, that's a massive spoiler, but yeah, thank you very much. Thanks. And it's a spoiler for December as well. Um... The documentary focuses on this convention that happens every year in Texas where 1,017-year-old boys join together to build a representative government from the ground up in a one-week course. And, I mean, it is a complete emotional roller coaster. Um, I laughed at points. I cried at points. I was fascinated by the people involved. It's also a really interesting take on the political systems in both the UK and the US and the way we have discussions and I kind of couldn't help but feeling slightly inspired by these incredible young people we're seeing on screen. Now, lots of documentaries have good protagonists and interesting people you want to follow. But Stephen Garza, he needs a shout out. He might just be one of the most interesting people I've ever seen in one of these. And as a 17 year old, he is just so mature, so intelligent. I could listen to him talk for days. And I think he is definitely someone to look out as a huge political star in the next 30 to 40 years. And As I'm, you've just said that you can listen to him for days, maybe he should be doing this podcast rather than us. I couldn't listen to us for days. Well, he's also immensely, like, these are young 17-year-olds who want to be politicians, and this is a summer I mean, camp. We're young, we're young, we're that age. Yeah, we're that age, but I mean, nowhere you near. You said before you'd love to be a politician. Yeah, I think I'd make quite a good politician, but I'm not as amazing as these people. I mean, this camp, if you're not kind of certain between the quality of it, Bill Clinton went there, Dick Cheney went there. So loads of people who have been like president or vice president went there. And I genuinely got the feeling while I was watching the four teenagers they followed that all of them are going to go far. And I was looking back at it, and I think this is in the top three documentaries of all time. That is a strong statement. Just out of curiosity, what other documentaries are in your top three? So there's Blackfish, which was the documentary that came out about eight years ago about how whales don't like living in SeaWorld. 
Uh, and Didn't ask for an essay, just ask for the name of the yeah. documentary. And there's Hoop Dreams, which is about fame. I'm joking, Ben. I'm joking, Ben. I had to say what the film was about, and there's Hoop Dreams, which is about 30 years old. It's about some American basketball players. It's on movie, and that's also very interesting. Also, the thing about Boy State is it won the best documentary at Sundance, and it's also the highest paid. Uh, Apple broke the record for most amount of money spent in order to be able to distribute a documentary. And if that's not telling you how good Boy State is... Nothing else will. It's an absolute... Other than the fact that Ben's giving it a must-watch. Oh, yeah, we knew... Yeah, it's an absolute must-watch. You should watch it. You know you know what? This just shows how serious uh, Apple are taking their streaming service because a lot of people don't think of Apple as really caring too much about the content they put out on Apple+, Plus, but they're really keen for it to do well. And they are putting a lot of money behind it. It's nice to see. Yeah, they put a lot of money behind lots of their content, but they also pick lots of interesting content. I mean, there's this and there's Ted Lasso. They want to be different. They want to be different. Yeah, and there's something for everybody. Maybe not for kids, but they've got Disney+. Plus. But if you're an adult, then I would say... Apple TV Plus is probably up there with Netflix for the ones you maybe should think about getting because it's lots of interesting things that start conversations and are really quality. And Ben, you don't work for Apple, do you? No, I don't work for Apple, even though the next review is also going to make it sound like I do work for Apple. Uh, next up here on the Articulate Podcast, we are going to be reviewing Ted Lasso, which is an Apple TV Plus <laughs> comedy. Yeah, so ben, let me guess, you like this? You like this? Um, I do actually quite like Ted Lasso. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if that's just the fact that I'm a genuine football or soccer fan, but uh, Ted Lasso's. Can I just say, if you if you met Ben, you would not expect him to like football. Oh, I, I love You don't what... like playing. You don't really like playing, is that right? Oh, I'm not very good at playing. I'm an awful footballer. <laughs> okay. But I love watching it. I think I'd make quite a good manager. I spend an awful lot of my spare time on football manager. So, uh, do you? Yeah. Do you do, um, oh, what's it? Fantasy football? Do you do fantasy football? I always start with a fantasy football team and then just forget about it by about week four. Do you know who you should follow on Twitter? Uh, who? Fantasy football community. Yeah, I reckon that's a good follow. Oh, Do you know I, who they are? Isn't that by you, like your aunt or someone? I remember yeah, you telling me this. Yeah, that's by my aunt or someone. Yeah. So, fancy football community on Twitter. Go check that. Ben, do you just want to review it now and we can stop? Yeah, anyway. So, Ted Lasso is about a um, US American football coach who becomes manager of a top five English soccer. Sorry, my aunt's got 41.9k followers. Wow, that was just. Sorry. A... <laughs> Fair play to her. She's doing good. well. That yeah, is that quite is good, quite good. What on Twitter? Send some of them over in this direction. Yeah, give tell her to give us a shout out for this Ted Lasso review. I mean, she does podcasting stuff as well. But mm. carry on, Ben. Let's so uh, anyway, Lasso, who's uh, he's never watched soccer, he's never played, he's never coached it. He suddenly finds himself head of a struggling English football team, and even though on the face of it, this premise sounds absolutely awful. I watched the first three episodes and I really kind of enjoyed it. It's watchable. I mean, Jason Sudeikis, I can't say his name. He's a great actor. People have seen him like horrible bosses and we're the Millers. And the way he plays Ted Lasso, you start to root for him, honestly. I mean, it's a show that could have been too sweet. And it could have been like, I want to vomit. But it just came off in a nice way. I think it's Sudeikis' performance, it's the supporting cast. 
it seems to just come together in a way that I could sit down and watch a few episodes. It's not the best. It's not a must watch, but it's very watchable. So what are you giving that? If it's not a must watch, what are you giving it? Well, it's better than watch if you can, but I don't want to put anything else in must watch because I want to save that this week just for boys state. And we want to make sure a must-watch is a must-must-must. Yeah, Ted Lasso is not a must-must-watch. It's not going any awards, but you're not going to sit Maybe there. Maybe we should add a category between watch if you can and must-watch. Like mm, it's We don't need a category, but it's, it's watchable. It's there's no It's other... watchable. Yeah. Watchable sounds like watch if you can, mm. going to be honest. But yeah, but yeah no, <laughs> I, I might watch. One question. You know how, like, um, Netflix has different shows in different countries like i went on holiday to tanzania and loved the fact that the in-between is uk does apple tv have different stuff uh country to country or have i just massively put you on the spot here no it actually doesn't because all of apple tv plus's content is made by apple tv plus so they have physically put all the money in they've either acquired it after the production or they physically went out and made it like the morning show which means Everything you get on there is new and original content, unlike stuff like Netflix and Disney+. And for me, I like down a streaming service. I like watching keeps things. Keeps it exciting. That are new. Keeps it exciting. Yeah, it keeps it fresh. I don't want to watch Up for 101 times. Actually, hey, Up's a bad don't example. Don't diss Up. Do not diss Up. I know I've told you you look like the granddad in Up before, which you do a bit, but don't diss Up. Up's just a go-to. It's a great show. It's a great show. Great film. To be fair, that was an awful example because I could watch Up 101 times, but uh, oh, I couldn't brilliant. think of anything else Disney off the top of my head. I mean, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, for me, Hannah Montana High School Musical could not do that. Couldn't even watch them once. I couldn't watch that once anyway. Let's hear your binge of the week because it is an absolute cracker. It is. Uh, and it's on YouTube <laughs> as well. Which is which? What what was that looking for, Ben? Uh, that was uh, I think. I uh, is it just on YouTube or is that just why you watch it? No, no. Well, it, it's a, it's on the 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 name of the thing, it's a YouTube page. Ah, okay. Ben's yeah. looking into this like I am. I'm, I'm googling it. Go and talk ahead. <laughs> uh, world's strictest parents. World Strictest Parents is my binge of the week. I watched this with a friend. She put it on in the background and I absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, essentially, two naughty teenagers uh, get shipped off abroad and have to go and live with a family run by strict parents for, for two weeks or what have you. There's UK version, an American version, an Australian version, and they've all got channels on YouTube. Mm. World Strictest Parents UK, World Strictest Parents Australia, World Strictest Parents US. And yeah. Ben, it's fully legal to watch it on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, it is fully legal. I just gave it a Google. You, you didn't think it was legal, did you? No, I just didn't know if there was an actual... like I, If they're all on BBC iPlayer, we should probably promote people to there, but they're not, so... Oh, they're not on BBC iPlayer? No, so... On YouTube, they do actually buzz out the surnames. It'll be like Hannah. Oh, that's annoying. I want to know. It's great, though, isn't it, Ben? It is a great show. It is a great show, and it's just so relatable. No, I just love two Brits that just refuse to go to school and what have you. Some of them even have kids on the way or, like, a toddler, and they get sent to 
live with the strictest, most religious family that that make them go to to church, make them get up at four in the morning to muck out pigs. It's just a brilliant watch. It's the sort of thing, if you're lying in bed, bored, nothing else to do, just whack that on it. It's brilliant. It is class. I have to admit, I couldn't go to one of those parents' houses. I couldn't do it. I actually really, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. There's a couple that have been all right, you know. Yeah. I mean, I struggle to live with my own parents. I can't imagine living with someone else's. No. Um, <laughs> but in one of them I watched, they just sneak out and swear at them and they then get forced to sleep outside. Yeah. That's... Uh, very, very strict. Surely then... that's illegal. Yeah. Well, no, not in that country. Like, they can get beaten in some countries, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think. Yeah, anyway, so my pick for Binge of the Week is... Um, it's not going to be as good as mine. It's not, as good as, it's not as good as yours, but it's a really funny show. It's what we do in the shadows. We spoke about a few weeks ago when it got nominated for the Emmys. It's a look into the nightly lives of three vampires who've lived in Staten Island for over 100 years. And I love this show. All 20 episodes on BBC iPlayer in the UK. It's just funny. It's a great cast. I laugh from start to finish. If I feel down, I put this show on because it's one of the funniest shows around, which, considering it came from a not-great movie, is a huge achievement. It's got a great cast. or They're all English, pretty much, of people like Matt Berry from the IT guys and other things. And shout-out has to go to Colin Robinson, who's such a great character as a vampire who sucks the energy out of people by being so boring. I mean, we all know people like that. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking, Ben. I feel like I'm giving you a bit of slack on today's podcast. I feel like you give me that every week, so... uh... Yeah, but I haven't called you a weirdo yet. (laughs) You haven't this week. Right, shall we move on and do another review? Yes, back on to the reviews now. A Netflix movie in the form of Project Power. Yeah, so um, Project... You just had a big glass of water then, didn't you? I did just have a big lug. Uh, Project Power is Netflix's new movie and it's their new attempt at Blockbuster. It's where a pill can give people unpredictable superpowers for five minutes and it hits the streets of New Orleans and a teenage drug dealer... A local cop must team up with an ex-soldier to take down the group responsible for its creation. I mean, I think it's an interesting and unique take on the superhero genre, which at this stage I'm pretty bored of. But Oi, I don't never. The Arrowverse. But I didn't feel this show hit its potential. It's the right. second time Netflix have tried to release a film with a spin on the superhero genre this summer. Because they had the yeah, old guard. We did, uh, we did one a couple of weeks ago. We did the we? old guard a few weeks ago, and um, yeah. I felt like they both had interesting premises, but the plots were quite generic, and you have the shady organization and the boring bad guys, and it means that the show can never properly hit its own. It's got like Project Power. It looks lovely. It's brilliant style, brilliant flair. It's attention grabbing. It's an hour and a half. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's an intriguing twist. Dominic Fishback is brilliant and she's the MVP of the cast and an up-and-comer. But it lacks the next step to hit greatness, which maybe you'll be able to do in its in the sequel, which will inevitably come because it's been a huge success. 
So what are you giving that, Ben? Must watch the new one in between. Must watch and watch if you can or run away. Watch if you can. I'm watch giving if you it. Can. So it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, it never hits greatness. But it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not as bad as what we're about to talk about next. Yes, our final review on the RTQ Film Podcast this week. Crime and Punishment to Catch a Sex Offender, which is a channel documentary series. I feel like there was meant to be a number in there. It's yeah, a channel which four. Is a channel four documentary series. I did think that at the top of the show, but I just couldn't be bothered to restart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you watched this, Ben, and you didn't like it. Yeah, so... Um, it. Felt like a bit of a shame because last year Channel 4 released the first series of Crime and Punishment which felt fresh, it felt interesting but this series just felt slightly generic. Um, The single documentary follows two rape cases from the perspective of the police and the prosecution service and the women themselves and it tries to explore how difficult it is to catch a sex offender and to have them sent to jail which it is and it's a huge problem in our UK judicial system but it didn't I never felt there was enough depth to this documentary series the first series was a really impactful series about prisons and it went into six parts and each of them followed a different part of prison life and how the justice system failed people but in this series the second season they want to do like single 45 minute doc uh, documentary so there's one on sex offenders next week we've got killer kids and you can't hit the same levels of depth to make it interesting or impactful if you're only trying to jam such a huge subject matter into 45 minutes um and also i was thinking about this and mainly channel 4 have saturated this genre but there are so many documentaries on prisons or crimes or the problems with our judicial system that have occurred over the last few years. It just isn't there. It doesn't stand out. It's not memorable. I'm not going for it. So it's... It's not a must-watch, obviously. What is it? I would say it's a runaway. And really? We don't, we don't get loads of runaways. Yeah, I mean, the show's heart's in the right place, but... It doesn't hit any good The execution notes. of the show, the execution of it by the sounds of things just didn't didn't hit the mark. Yeah, no, it missed the mark completely for me. Other people love it, but I didn't find it. And it's a shame because we do need to have honest conversations about how loads of sexual assault victims yeah, don't really get Yeah, really important. The... I love the premises of it and it's just a shame mm. it didn't you know you didn't enjoy it because i think things like that are really important to be shown on tv and uh, it's really important that they give these issues a platform so it's a shame it's a shame that that didn't work out to be honest with you yes i would really like that to have been positive but mm. we're, we're honest with you here at the arctic film podcast yeah and um next week I, I might even talk about the killer kids one next week to see if that's any better yeah, it'd be interesting if that's any better, won't it? Yeah, I just think maybe if they'd had three episodes to talk about these conversations, it could have had some impact. Is it, it just too much? Could have inspired me. It's, it's compact. It's a very compact 45 minutes, and I think it doesn't do anyone any favours. Speaking of the Articu Film podcast next week, uh, as me and Ben have been over the last three or four weeks, 
Uh, the podcast has been all over the place. It's been up and down and late and on time. Uh, just to let you know, it is currently two minutes past 11 at night at the time of recording this. We want to get back on track. Uh, so regardless of what we said before about a classic film watch, uh, next week we are going to be doing a classic film watch and we are going to be watching Catch Me If You Can, which stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks, and it's, an, it's a cracking film. I can't wait to review that. Oh, it's one of my favourites. It's got Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio in his best performance. It's got Tom Hanks, who's a god. I think Steven Spielberg directed it, but I've not got the details on fact, and I can't wait to rewatch it. Exactly. I thought you were going to burst into a full review there, Ben, uh, but we're going to be reviewing Mm. that in full next week here on the Arctic Film Podcast, so make sure you go and watch that. Quickly before we say goodbye... I just want to let you know, on BBC One, every single morning, Monday to Friday for the next three weeks, is uh, Animal Park. And I might be in the background of one of the episodes. As I mentioned on the pod before, I was at Longley and saw Kate Humble filming with some ostriches. And I've read the descriptions for the upcoming episodes. Kate Humble's, like, going with the ostriches. So I might be in the background. I'll have to watch that episode. And um, be honest, is that's what is that what's making you get up for 10 in the morning at this point? How did you know I was getting up at 10? Was it from when I like messaged you? No, it was just a gut theory. <laughs> yeah, no, I have been setting my alarm for 9.55. Yeah. Love that programme, mate. Love that programme. Anyway. Uh, well, Ben, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you so, so much for you uh, for listening to this podcast. And we go really and watch really Boys State. Yes, go watch everything we tell you to, basically. Go uh, watch Boys State. Take your Apple TV free trial out. Watch Boys State by an iPhone. Whatever you need to do to watch it. And then when your free trial's ended, just cancel it or carry on. Mm, your choice. Your choice. Uh, tell your friends about this podcast. We would really, really love it. If you'd also get in touch, the links are all below. Thank you very much. And bye. Am I saying bye or are you saying bye? I'm we- saying bye. Shall we both say it at the same time? All right, three, two, one. Bye. Bye.